Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Daily. Dot com. Dot com. Nailed it. again for another episode of Jury Daily. My name is Justin Robert Young, a.k.a. Jury. I named the show after myself because I have a complicated relationship with my father and I seek validation in all forms. Hello. Uh, good to be back, man. Uh, still getting used to stuff. A lot of uh, playing catch up today. Oh, things, you know, are falling into place. I got to uh, make sure that I'm uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I plan all these things. You know, I, I go through this this phase when I'm on vacation because I don't rest well. I don't unplug well because I, I have a lot that I normally do. So it takes some time to like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you guys have this same situation. But I have a very hard time relaxing. Like I, I try to make my life something that I would be very excited about because I don't know if I can truly like unplug, unplug. I don't know if that's possible because even when I went on this vacation, most of what I was thinking was, okay, cool. Now you can not do the things that you're doing on a daily basis. So you can think of more things. I still had work for myself. I was still disappointed. I left my vacation being disappointed that I didn't get more work or clarity done on larger things, which may be crazy. That may be a crazy thing to to, to say or think, but I don't know. I can't be alone. People got to be like this. I can't be the only loon, the only goofball, the only screw cube. Is that a phrase? Probably not. We had to keep that Jackson intro, by the way. I got the Jackson intro from uh, from my little brother, Eric, and of course, my sister-in-law, Carolyn, who took over the show for a week. Hey, by the way, go download their newest episode of the Young Family Podcast. That's the show they normally do uh, when they were not doing this show on a regular basis. They got a new episode out, and if you liked what they were doing here, go get it, because it's a lot like this. They were good at it. They're good at doing that. Change the format up a little bit, I think, for the better. But I had to keep Jackson on there. Oh, little guy. Look at him. Look at him. Shilling his uncle's uh, Patreon. He is one of us. All right. We got more Italian stuff for you. We got more stories from Italy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. I 
I want to talk about something that a lot of people were very excited to discuss with me on the way out. And certainly since we've come back, it was one of the most exciting things that Ashley and I were uh, putting on our to-do list when we headed on out. The old boot of Italia. That's the food. Mm. I love Italian food. Worked in an Italian restaurant. Ate a lot of it. Made a lot of it at home. I got very particular opinions about Italian food. I got a lot of particular opinions about certain dishes, about regions of Italy. Man, do I like it. And let me tell you this. Italy is as advertised. They love their pasta. Boy, do they love their pizza. They eat a shit ton of it. But there were a few things that definitely, uh, you know, were a bit of culture shock. First things first. Italy ain't a real breakfast kind of town. I don't like it. Breakfast in Italy is like non-existent. You, you got uh, uh, some toast. You know, maybe, you know, some milk. Espresso. That's a wrap. You're done. They do not fill up at breakfast. You know, America, we like to think, uh, what, what do you hear your entire life? Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It's the cornerstone. You want to feast at breakfast? You know, eat a shake for lunch and a sensible dinner. You know, it's just it's it's not the same uh, the same thing out there. Because I'll tell you what, at 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 noon, at lunchtime, oh shit, they go ham, and I mean that in terms of how many pork products they are uh, laid out for you. It is a big time event. We're talking multiple plates of pasta. We are talking uh, another big protein. That's something else that happens out there. They separate all their shit. So you got your like uh, uh, appetizers, and then you got your salad. Then you got like a first plate, sometimes a second plate of pasta, and then you have your like protein. But everything's separated. That is something that is different for than than uh, Italian American cooking, which oftentimes mixes the meat and the sauce like they have meat sauces out there but it, it it is not as common as like oh and specifically not on the same plate necessarily it's not like oh here's sausage and peppers and then a little side of spaghetti no they don't do that so that is something that, that really fucked with us the, the the breakfast thing in rome they had a thing where it was like oh here's an english breakfast and it was like, you know, you're, you're full English breakfast. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, we're from America. We don't, we're not doing that. It's not like, you know, the, the stewed tomato and the, the goddamn baked beans on the side. No, we're not crazy people. You know, I'm just talking about maybe a little breakfast, Sammy. Huh? Huh? A little sausage, a little egg. Would it kill any of you folks to grab a bagel? As a bagel's not made it to Italy? Say what, man? You can roll up in there and make a killing. These people ain't never seen bagels in their life. You'd be a fucking Euro billionaire. Here's something else that happens. After every meal, it ain't a joke. Espresso, limoncello. Man, do they love their aperitifs. These are little shots of flavored l- liquor that they say helps you digest. So, of course, Ashley and I had to look up whether or not it actually helps you digest. It doesn't. But as it turns out, digestion is indeed aided by the fact that 
it's really rad to drink liquor in the middle of the day. So here's something else. Sicilian food. Now, I had always understood, mostly because of a restaurant I worked at, that Sicilian food was differentiated from northern Italian food in that northern Italian food tends to have a little bit more of a French influence to it as it is like right next to France. So that's where you're going to see your Alfredo sauces, some of your creams, like that kind of stuff. Southern Italy, in, in, in comparison, is a little bit more leafy and certainly a lot more red saucy. Now, here's what I did not expect. After living the Sicilian lifestyle for a week, and where I'm talking about like, like spending the time between Ashley and I, we got family out there in Sicily. We're, we're spending time out there. We're eating with the locals. We're having home-cooked meals. Home-cooked meals were a lot of pizza, a lot of pasta, and a lot of potatoes. I didn't realize this. I mean, beyond I mean, the pizza and the pasta, obviously that that, that counts for it. But there were uh, quite a few meals that rock some potatoes. It is a starchy kind of diet down there. And then you got your uh, protein. So we're talking sausage. Man, when we were there, we were staying with Luigi and Maria. Right? And these uh, folks... You know, uh, uh, grandparents now. You know, three beautiful daughters. Now one of the daughters already has one kid and got another on the way. So, so this is like literally Sicilian grandma in Sicily making food. Delicious. Okay. Absolute top notch. So we're at the grocery store and all of a sudden Luigi's buying this pork shank that they are slicing fairly thin. I don't dare allow myself to believe that it might be thick cut bacon because it looks too large for that. But lo and behold, at the end of the night, by the time that it hits the plate, indeed, it is thick cut bacon. But instead of what I've seen in a lot of thick cut bacon at restaurants out here, where it is basically like a thinner version of like a ham slab, this was like crispy. Oh, so fucking delicious. But, you know, there, 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 there's not all good news to report, all right? Life isn't all sunshine and rainbows. And I'm telling you right now that there was something on a menu that I found stomach-churning. I found revolting. And if I were to describe in a meme what it means for an American to look onto the menu and see this described, I would only be forced to choose the Spider-Man meme where two Spider-Mans are pointing at each other like, hey, me and you are the same guy. I have to look within myself and what it means to be an American when I describe to you The USA pizza. The pizza I'm about to describe to you comes from a restaurant called Seven. I don't know if it's Caltanissetta or San Cataldo. It's somewhere there in Sicily. It's number 56 on the menu. I'm going to read it verbatim. USA is comprised of 
Pomodoro. That's tomato. Mozzarella. Wurzel, which is sausage, I'm pretty sure. Patatine. French fries. All right. So I'm just going to look. I'm just going to lay it out right here. We're, we're looking pretty good. Tomato, cheese, sausage, French fries. Ah, you want to know what? You want to know what? Maybe, uh, maybe it's not pretty good. Uh, maybe that's what you're thinking in your head. Maybe your mouth's watering. Ooh. Oh, maybe you like to order the USA pizza. Maybe you want to stop my description right now, flag down the waiter, and go ahead and get yourself a little USA pizza in that mouth of yours, huh? 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 Eager Eddie? Is that what you want to do? Well, I'm glad if you didn't. Because I'm going to continue describing what is on this pizza. And this next ingredient is is vile. Mayonnaise. Okay. Check, please. Mayonnaise. So we're talking about tomato, mozzarella, sausage, French fries, and mayonnaise. Okay? Okay? That's what we're talking about. Oh, we're not done, by the way. And you might just be like, Justin, you're always such a baby. You're always such a baby about mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is delicious, and I've never tried it on a pizza, but I'd be very excited to. Okay, well, hold on. Because here's the next uh, ingredient. Salsa barbecue. That's barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. So mayonnaise and barbecue sauce. Anybody think that's delicious? Then how about this? The next uh, and final ingredient, salsa rosa. That's pink. Pink is rosa. Found this out. Salsa rosa, ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. Mayonnaise, not enough. They need then ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. This is, uh, uh, look, the opinion of America abroad is at an all-time low if they're attributing this kind of stuff to us. This is, uh, this simply cannot stand. This this is enough of a reason for us to to question what we are doing and how we can better reflect to the rest of the globe. Let's get into news. All right, I got some culture war bait for you. National Post in Canada headline, Dodgeball isn't just problematic, it's an unethical tool of oppression, colon, researchers. Thousands of academics are gathering in Vancouver for the annual Congress of the Humanities and Social Sciences from June 1st to the 2nd. They will present papers on everything from child marriage in Canada to why dodgeball is problematic in its Oh, the Humanities series. The National Post showcases some of the most interesting research. And so they have published some of this uh, uh, here. (laughs) I just want to I want to read this before we get into the dodgeball thing. This is just the first two paragraphs of this. The games children play in schoolyards are famously horrible. And if you stop to think if you stop to think about them. Tag, for example, singles out the poorest, the poor participant, often the slowest child, as it is dehumanized as it, who runs vainly in pursuit of quicker ones. Capture the flag is nakedly militaristic. British bulldog has obvious jingoistic colonial themes. 
I don't even know what the fuck British Bulldog is, I add editorially. And red ass, known in America as butts up, involves deliberate imposition of corporal punishment on losers. I need all of you to please email me at theyoungamerican at gmail.com if you know of the game red ass or butts up. Because I can assure you that in my youth, between California and Florida, any public school that I went to, I have I'm having a hard time thinking of red ass or butts up. We move on to the crux here. Dodgeball is not just unhelpful to the development uh, of kind and gentle children who will become decent citizens of a liberal democracy. It is actively harmful to the process. Dodgeball is a tool of oppression. This is because it showcases the five faces of oppression. This as uh, uh, coined by a Dr. Butler. These faces are marginalization, powerlessness, helplessness of those perceived as weaker individuals through the exercise of violence and dominance by those who are considered more powerful. So I read this whole thing. You want to know the only thing I read? These are some nerds being jocks. Because imagine you are a dumb athletic kid. Right, I might be talking to a few dumb athletic kids. You know, uh, maybe for whatever reason, uh, learning shit is hard. You know, you, you just you ain't got the brain for it. Dad was kind of a dummy. <laughs> Your mom's kind of stupid. Next thing you know, everybody else is picking up on this kind of stuff. They're reading, they're comprehending, they're they're doing their times tables faster than you. But you want to know what you have? Every day you have one salvation. You have one way that you can show that you have self-esteem, that you have worth, that you are there for a reason. And many times at physical education, it's dodgeball. Now, you know, eventually you're probably going to get older. Maybe you can join a sports team or, you know, the military. There's plenty of applications for the physically fit. You can make a good vocation out of being physically fit. I myself wind up paying probably too much money to somebody who's more physically fit than I am so they can watch me work out poorly. And then tell me how poorly I'm working out so we can make slow incremental progress to me being less shit at working out. Now, are all these things about dodgeball true? I mean, sure, if you want to be a pedantic about it. I guess that you're definitely uh, eliminating people. But that's the cool thing about dodgeball, I always thought, is that unlike something like a, a, a race, right, or cross country, it isn't just physical. There's an element of uh, strategery to it. You know, every once in a while you catch somebody napping. You ain't got to have the strongest arm. You have to have the sharpest mind. I think that there is a hybrid to this that uh, these researchers are giving short shrift to. If we want to boil anything down to their five faces of oppression, then sure, we can do it. Also, this article, which I'm not sure now as I read through it, if it is just 
a summation of the research or it is quoting the research directly. But the article uses the movie Dodgeball as an example, which is funny because it's a comedy. The reason it exists is to bring things to an absurd level so people can laugh at them. Which may be the point of this research. So I take everything back. Hey, but seriously, though, I want to hear red ass, red ass or, or butts up. Red ass and butts up sound like like superheroes uh, that, you know, first drafts for the ambiguously gay duo. Red ass and butts up. <laughs> butts up, butts up, butts up with you. Hey, by the way, I want to thank P. Lizzle for hooking this one up on the Discord. You always got some story ideas. Head on over to the Jury Stories tab on Discord. But let's get into the emails. You can uh, always email us, jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. Ben writes in. This is a little bit of a delayed one because, I don't know, some of you guys who follow my, my social media might know this, but as we were going to the airport, I told all of you, please respect our privacy. Ashley and I are no longer... United Club Denizens I've renounced my United Club uh, Membership What I did not tell you is that I had Simultaneously Applied for and received My Amex Platinum Which gets me into the Centurion Club So we went to the Centurion Club on the way out to Rome uh, and Ben who has been my uh, points mad consigliere through all of my <laughs> all of my, my 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 travel wanderings and my 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 trying to maximize credit cards and stuff like that he writes you slow rolling son of a gun here you are lamenting over not having United Club access, and I'm yelling into my phone in the angry email voice, I told you to look into the Amex Platinum card. You wouldn't have this problem. Only to find out that you were two steps ahead of me. Well played, Jerry. Well played. I wanted to correct you, though, on the $200 bar tab for Priority Pass restaurant comments you made. You don't get $200, but rather $28 with the Amex platinum card you can include one guest so if you're traveling solo uh, make a friend and offer to chip in on their meal or if you're alone at the bar and there's no one else to make friends with wink at your bartender and say you're here with a guest and now you get double the $28 credit this is frowned upon but bartenders often don't care I've found that $28 does not go too far in an airport restaurant because of the inflated prices for breakfast I can often get a hot meal coffee and juice and that'll be a max out. For booze, maybe in an app or a burger or an alcoholic beverage. Another pro tip, 
you can use the priority pass multiple times per day and even per airport. So in my home airport of Boston, there are two restaurants and three lounges that are on the priority pass network. I've always planned out my maximum leverage of the program by going to the pre-security restaurant when I arrive at the airport, clearing security, and then going to the second restaurant and relaxing in one of the lounges. But I haven't arrived early enough to try that in full. You do have to pay your tip in cash, which I rarely carry, so many restaurants will allow you to charge one cent onto a credit card before allowing you to tip on that bill. Well worth it considering all that you just ate and drank. Uh, I did not get my priority pass card in time to go uh, away, which was annoying because there were a couple lounges that I could have hit with it, but I have it now and on my next flight. Oh, beyond the Centurion Club, there are, I think, three restaurants in Terminal 3 that I will be enjoying. Oh, will I? And then there's an independent lounge in Oakland. So if I fly out of Oakland, I can just do that. Ah, yes. Lounge life will never die. I want to thank our producers, Bill, Dustin, BioCal, Robert H., Brian, CM, Trade the Melodica Man, Adam, Middle Age, Mike, and Henry Lee Smith. You can email us, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Justin R. Young, and you can join our Discord at bit.ly slash jurydiscord. Find all the stories that we can talk about right there. Oh, it's so simple. All right. Until tomorrow, my name is Justin Robert Young. I want to remind you to please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, but more important, please don't die! Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>